Sean Capri, and welcome to We the Gamer Cast. It publishes on podcasts at youtube.com slash Capri every single Monday. Patrons get it first. Thank you for subscribing, hitting the like button, leaving a comment, and whatever else you do. Uh, for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your cousin who, um, do you like your cousin? <laughs> Why do you hang out with your cousin? Are you guys good? Are you just, is it a family thing? You're kind of like, well, I guess, uh. Guess he isn't going anywhere. <laughs> is that is that your relationship with your cousin? I want to know. Leave your comments below. Thank you guys so much for being here. Another sweet, sweet hang coming in with a with a stranger from the internet. What am I doing, man? I'm way out of practice. If you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about life and video games. And if you want to be on the show, it's easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. I'm a little I'm a little thrown off for two reasons. Number one, as you guys know, if you've been here a while uh, and you were expecting a show last week, you're like, what the heck? It's just like crickets up in here there's nothing there was no show last week it's not very often and i don't like doing it but it was necessary last week i was uh throwing up a lot <laughs> last week man i was i was not doing so good we got this household got hit with a bit of a stomach bug first it was the kids throwing up all over me throwing up all over their bed throwing up all over chelsea <laughs> there's there there was puke everywhere and then um then yeah then it then it hit me and it was like, it was kind of like midstream. I feel like I was, I was like, I knew it was happening. I was streaming on the Thursday night. I was playing some of the new Mario Kart tracks and I was like, I think something's happening to me. I think something's wrong. And sure enough, Friday morning, like I was just completely knocked off my butt and all weekend, man. And so I apologize, guys. I missed last weekend. I don't want to gross you out with too many more details than that, but that's probably enough. Spent a, spent a good amount of time praying to the porcelain gods. And I didn't even like, you know, like back in the day, you just like maybe you had a good Friday or Saturday night. This was nothing. It was like I, I, I shared a, I, I, I wasn't thinking, you guys. I knew my, my little guy was sick. Lincoln was, he was my, my son. He'll be five, which is crazy. Lincoln will be five very soon, a couple weeks here, and, um, and he wasn't feeling good. And, and Chelsea's mom brought over some popsicles to help him out, and he took like a couple, couple bites, couple, couple licks, I guess, of, of the popsicle. And he's like, I don't think I want this. And my dad instinct kicked in. I'm like, well, I guess I'll eat it. I'll just eat the leftovers. I took one bite of that thing. I'm like, what am I doing? Am I some sort of dumb, dumb idiot? And the answer is yes. And uh, that's probably what did it. Either that or all the throw up on me. <laughs> it's like, it's not like, um, it's not like we, we quarantined these, these kids and, and didn't see them. Like we were around them, you know, it was bound to happen. So it swept through the house like a son of a gun. And, um, yeah, didn't even get like a benefit of like weight loss or anything, man. Like what the heck got a wicked, like multi-day stomach bug didn't even like I'm, I'm the same if not more but with that said the other reason i'm a little discombobulated is it uh, has nothing to do with that actually i'm recording this on sunday night and will smith just slapped chris rock and goodness gracious i don't I, it's so fresh that i don't even know what to say about it but twitter is exploding and uh i guess we'll we'll watch how this one plays out man <laughs> we just watched an assault all happen on I mean, well most of us on the internet let's be honest nobody's nobody's actually watching this thing but anyways i don't want to get thrown off by that because there's there's good stuff happening a great conversation with riley little from walmart gaming walmart canada gaming i should say and we'll get to that in just a second but before we do there are like damn near we're coming up on 80 patrons over there patreon.com slash yumi capri and i want to quickly thank nagachaka for joining the crew man thanks for signing up you're going to enjoy some sweet sweet exclusive content over there at the the three dollar plus tier along with many many others and i want to quickly say a special thank you to our capremium producers like dallas ford lee navarro the fearless leader of the phoenix overdrive extra life team you can join me and the rest of the phoenix overdrive at extra-life.org and raise money for those kids jonathan brown the man behind the 
Music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can download his latest album, In My Element, on Spotify and Apple Music. The wonderful Platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, Tony Baker, and Xavier Reyes. If you guys want to be one of those wonderful, wonderful people, go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. By the way, speaking of Patreon, and speaking of Yumi Capri, Yumi Capri Day coming up on April 15th. You guys, we're going to have so much to talk about. So many new things to tell you. So many announcements. So many enhancements. So many things to get excited about. We did it last year. April 15th. I'm sorry. Yeah, April 15th. April 14th is my son's birthday. So it's the day after that. So I'm, I'm in the clear. There's lots happening, man. April 15th is Yumi Capri Day. We'll be streaming all day. YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri. Make sure you're, you're subscribed over there and jump into the Discord. All the links are here, guys. There's so much. The, the, the show notes for this, uh, yeah, the show, the description for this show, they're the best ones. I'm telling you guys, everything you need to know, where to follow us, where to jump in and be part of the crew and have fun and talk to people. It's really great. And speaking of having fun and talking to people, the Backtrackers is a community-driven video game book club that I want to tell you guys about. They just wrapped up their chat about Undertale. That was the last game that they all played, and they uh, they hung out over the weekend and, and had a good chat about that one. There's ne- the next game. If you missed it and you want to be part of like a like a book club, it's kind of like a book club. You know how these things go. Um, you play a game. The next game is Paradise Killer. It's a detective story told as an open world adventure. It's about 12 hours long. You can get it on Game Pass. And the next meeting to discuss Paradise Killers on that wonderful week, April 16th at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And um, they just fire up a little chat in the in the Discord. People jump on and they talk about the game and it's a sweet hang. And if you want to just like hang out with friends and, and put some faces to the names that you guys see in the Discord, it's a very cool thing. Totally community driven. Thank you to Marcus and Delroy for continuing to put that on. Uh, I got to jump in one of these times. I think I'm going to be, <laughs> that's going to be a busy week, man. <laughs> I, I got to say um, the 15th, Yumi Capri Day, the 14th, Lincoln's birthday. And the week before that, I'm going to go to uh, Married to the Games 500, MTTG 500, episode 500. They do a live thing in Franklin, Tennessee. I got I got all my stuff booked, and I'm so freaking excited. So I've got that coming up. I'm going to be in Vancouver at the beginning of May. Like, travel is coming back, my friends, and it's all good. Uh, I think one of the last things that I want to tell you guys about, if you haven't heard already, I played a PlayStation game. I play lots of games. I played the PlayStation game, the one that you might have heard about called Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and thanks to our friends at PlayStation Canada for that. I did a review with Matt Sawinski from the PlayStation Drive. You guys should go uh, check out that episode. Uh, YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri, or you can download the episode on the on the podcast feed if you haven't already. And with that, I think that's I think that's it. Um Maybe I'll talk a little bit about the end. Uh, there's some other stuff that happened, but not really related to any of this stuff. T- Taylor Hawkins, drummer from Food Fighter. Um, there's also a clip from Josh Stapleton uh, featuring Bobby Pauls, of course, that we're going to be featuring at the end of this episode. So stick around all the way to the end. There's some cool stuff happening after my conversation with uh, Riley Little. Um, but in case you guys didn't know, Riley Little, wonderful person. Walmart Canada Gaming, you can follow Riley at the Riley Little. Why don't we have a quick chat with him with Riley Little? So 
well, let me go to the to the to the job then. Like, how did you how did you become the Walmart guy? Like, how are how are you there? And then I want to kind of like dive into that. Are you okay to, to chat about work? Yeah, a of bit? course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can talk about it. Uh, geez. So I guess uh, it kind I kind of fell into it by by accident. So mm-hmm. uh, the I run the Walmart Canada gaming social page. Yeah. But uh, I initially was a writer for Screen Rant and some oh. other some other websites so mm-hmm. i was an editor at screen rant for years and i was uh like i basically helped build game rant when i was mm-hmm. in high school which took off and did its own thing but uh so i've always been around and an opportunity came up for uh walmart canada was launching a website which was like a gaming blog uh which we wanted to create news for and stuff like that and i had the background of doing that but i also had the background of running the game rant social media accounts mm-hmm. so eventually you're, you start writing for this website and then uh which paul hunter who still contributes to walmart now uh offered me that job and then offered me the social media position so i started yeah. doing that and the social media was doing really well and, and had then, you known like paul through just sort of like the toronto gaming scene kind of thing yeah yeah, like, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell yeah. you exactly when we met mm-hmm. but uh he was launching that and he reached out to me actually and was like hey i'm doing this like would you be interested and i was like yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah, i think that sounds interesting so actually uh I, I took that gig and i started doing that and then we got a few months into it and walmart decided that hey uh, you know what we don't think it's working for us we're gonna pull the plug Oh, so they pulled the plug on it, and then I, uh, I was like, okay, so I'm not sure what I'll do now. But then they're like, well, actually, uh, there's an opening on the Walmart Canada Gaming Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, you did really well with Switched On Gamer, yeah, which was their their initiative. Uh, would you like to try? And I was like, sure. But uh, when I did it, I kind of was like, I like I need to do it my way a bit, mm-hmm. or else like it won't be interesting. People won't care. So how, how does that kind of conversation go or even just like process go when you're dealing like Walmart is enormous. Like it doesn't really seem like the type you just <laughs> Yeah, just do whatever whatever you want. <laughs> it seems like yeah, it seems like I a think, big juggernaut to deal with. Well, I think I was very fortunate because like right away they they saw what I was doing with the Switch on Gamer stuff and it was a little yeah. different. And they thought, you know what, this guy's good. I think he can do it for us. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I ran a few things by them. Obviously, I wasn't just like, no, I need full control. Like, of course, not a creative psycho or something like that. But, but they, they didn't uh, really have like a preconceived notion of like what that should be, or like, like it just seems like it had an opportunity, and maybe you've helped them avoid this, like of it being super corporate. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely super corporate, and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of like tape, like red tape and stuff like that yeah. that you have to like work around. But mm-hmm. I would say, like initially, it was it was just like. <laughs> very uh very much like here's the account riley um we have obligations to partners okay yep. outside of that if like like we trust you to be creative and it to be honest it's probably like they they trust me a hundred percent and mm-hmm. if they didn't i wouldn't be able to do anything right you'd always be well, second it's, guessing it's, well yeah right or or even i would be running things up the ladder and we'd miss opportunities if we didn't right. react quick enough so there's a lot of trust Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm immensely grateful for. And to be honest, like that, that crew is probably the best crew I've ever worked with in my life. Yeah. There's so much like mutual admiration and respect mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we are always bouncing ideas off each other and, and they're very creative too. So there's a bunch of stuff that, which is difficult, but like when we're able to do things, it, it's so worth it. So yeah. it's like, it's just a lot of fun to be there and work with the, that team. 
tell me about the crew a little bit. Like, so are you like leading a team or who, who, who are you talking about there? Sure. So I, uh, I work with, uh, some of the, basically directly, I'm the only person who runs the social media. So mm-hmm. everything that that, that account does on, on Twitter, on Instagram, it's all me. Yeah. Um, but I have several bosses, uh, a category manager, uh, with I don't even know if I can share names, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have a category. I have a manager that I report into, and mm-hmm. then uh, two other managers. One's responsible for consoles; the other is for software. Oh, okay, okay. That kind of so direct. It's like a direct time. line. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Let me t- talk to me about like the scene, though. Like it seems like I don't know, like maybe even five years ago, but certainly not ten years ago. Like the notion of like leveraging social media to connect with various audiences maybe even customers was like nobody knew how to do it and now this is a thing like the fact that this is a career path for people i find to be fascinating and i'm so grateful for it because <laughs> yeah. you know i've been on twitter since it was in, like initiated and it was like i was kind of in 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 college at the time and things were really just shifting uh, especially in the retail world when everybody's looking at social media to go like what is this and now it seems like that time has really shifted Everybody kind of seems to know, or at least it maybe demonstrate that they, they seem to know what to do with social media. Talk to me about like the, the scene now. Like there's this is where you can get a job. This is where you can represent like big organizations. And yeah. and maybe talk to me about like the maybe who inspires you uh on that scene and the gaming scene on Twitter from a corporate standpoint. Sure. Uh yeah, well it's interesting, right? Because like when you think about it, when I was growing up, like if you wanted to market something. You wouldn't mm-hmm. like, you know, you got a Super Bowl commercial because right. that was your, like, you know, that's the audience yep. that was already pre existing. You bought into that audience. But now, you know, if you're in for your, like, people watch the Super Bowl, commercials are still a thing, but like everything is vying for everybody's attention all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. And in order to, to basically stand out, I think, I think companies have elected to essentially build their own platform on platforms that people are on. Yeah. So Twitter, for example, is one that would require a significantly different strategy than like Instagram. There's some crossover, but like primarily it's like Twitter would be something that you focus on uh, to make like a personality for the account. So like, and we're not the only ones doing it. Like we would like, for example, what I've done is I've attached like a very 90s heavy focus (laughs) for the Walmart account, you know, which which is speaks to our, our primary demographic because people look at that and be like, oh man, I, I remember Banjo-Kazooie. I love Banjo-Kazooie. I love yeah. Banjo-Kazooie because mm-hmm. I was a 90s gamer. So I like all those IPs that there's there's something that you can work with because there's people talking about it all the time. People want a yeah. new game. People want this. People love speculating on the scene. So instead of having an account that just talks at gamers, I thought it'd be very beneficial to have an account that talks to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so if there's like if there's a rumor like oh man goldeneye's coming back it's like okay well we can tap into that because yeah you know like we can we can kind of poke at it a little bit or we can we can reference it because then people want to talk about it mm-hmm. and that and that's not breaking embargo because i don't know if that's gonna happen but, totally. but we can be part of that conversation oh, what a, you know what a fascinating space to be in because you probably do know some things but yeah like you you, you wouldn't be able to act upon them so you kind of act along with the audience on that on that side yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean there was one instance where (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) something like for sure for sure i I definitely get the heads up on some things Mm -hmm. uh but if if we're being quiet about that there's probably you know like we're just not gonna engage with it we don't engage with everything but yeah it's uh 
probably just not not worth it it's not in our interest to violate uh vendors terms so yeah uh but no like we do we do try to remain topical and talk about things that are fun like glover got announced so it's like well what 90s platform is next is it gex like, yeah you know like uh, who mm-hmm. knows so like and how does that go i feel like this is something that you know i, I have a marketing background but it's a completely different kind of background I, it wouldn't really equip me in this area i don't think but one thing that that I really take away is just this this notion of a target audience, this notion that you can't be everything to everybody. Is that does yeah. that ring true? You kind of talked about like um, adopting almost like a persona uh, or personality with this account. Does that mean that you can't be everything to everybody, or how does that how does that kind of work in the messaging that you would deliver from a Walmart perspective, which seems like it would speak to everybody? I'm actually a little bit surprised to see like that it has adopted this more like '90s scenario because that means it's. It, there's a focus behind it, which actually surprised me, but it shouldn't. Like it, that's how it should be done. Yeah. So that I mean, that's a focus that we apply to it. But there are thing, there are external elements of the account that stand out, right? So like Elden mm-hmm. Ring is not a '90s game, but sure. we have to promote it. And we want to sell yeah. it. So like there are different strategies for different things like that, and we do work with modern titles as well to remain topical. Sure. So yeah. well, and that's it's just like us, one. like '90s kids growing up with '90s stuff. Like I still play. Elden Ring. Like I'm still a gamer. Yeah. There's still things that are kind of like still kind of there. I think that's fascinating, man. Yeah, it's but it's, it's a matter of like not every week has an Elden Ring. Right. You know, yeah. when Elden Ring's it's coming true. out, there's so much so much time in between release like major mm. releases like that. Less so this year. But when there's say. nothing going on, you need to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you tackle that when like cuz right now is I feel like, man, I I don't know that I've experienced quite anything like this in a in a long time. Where like, and I keep buying games. Like, I don't know what the heck is the matter with me. I'm like literally looking at my stack of games piling up. I'm like, what am I doing? Just like, not like, how about I just don't buy this one? You know, just right? maybe I, I skip. Oh, on this it's one, tough. But I can't. It's tough. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You don't, well, you get, I get mad FOMO too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta have, like, I, I feel like I need to have this or I'm missing out on, you know, like a pillar of the industry or some Seriously. big event, you know? Yeah. So well, and it ties it. in with your, so you have basically the, the interesting position that, your like I, I gather this is maybe your primary hobby, like gaming being your high primary hobby, or is there something else that kind of takes precedent in, in your in your free time in your spare time? Yeah, I mean I've tried to diversify a bit mm-hmm. um, because I th- I think I don't it's not great to be all in on one thing. So I I'm agree. a big like Toronto Maple Leafs fan. I'm a big uh, like I got I've bad. gotten back into wrestling. I, it is too bad. <laughs> wrestling, yes, yes. Back into yes. wrestling, mm-hmm. which is which is a lot of fun, especially leading up to WrestleMania. Apparently, yeah. Stone Cold might be coming back to wrestle, Let's so go. I'm like I'm all in on it. How I never I'm not I'm not tapped in on the wrestling market. I was like a, probably a lot of people um, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, like just Attitude Era all the time. Yeah, growing up, growing up with that. And so I see like little flickers of of that coming back every once in a while. <laughs> like this guy's going over here and appearing here. Like what's going on in wrestling world right now? Oh man, that has, well, there, that has you excited? Well, I mean, like if the rumors are true and Stone Cold's coming back for another match after you know nineteen years or whatever it's been, it's like okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I just saw Sting attention. like f- flying again. He's like, what is he? Sixty some odd years old? Like, I guess yeah, anything he's, is possible. He's wrestling. Yeah, he's wrestling yeah. in AEW. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like everybody's like around so doing crazy. something. Edge is back. He's mm-hmm. wrestling at WrestleMania. Like anything like that is really cool. And like uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Randy Orton, I think are like Golly. some of the best modern day. Like I love them. Yeah. 
how are these guys sticking around? This has got to be one of the most punishing. Like, all I knew about wrestling is like, it's so punishing and like grueling and, ter- and like, terrible on the bodies. And then you got these guys wrestling no into idea. their 60s. Oh, you know? it's like I have not, no idea. It's not, yeah. not a thing, you know? Yeah, I think the only reason that Stone Cold can come back is because he, you know, stepped away 20 years ago and was able to stay in shape and not mm-hmm. have to do it for five, like 20 years of just wasting your body or whatever. And yeah. Edge was off for 10 years because he had a neck injury and then he was able to come back. Like, who didn't have a neck injury? Yeah, right. <laughs> so called broke <laughs> his neck. Did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was just listening to uh, there's been clips appearing of Stone Cold's podcast or podcast that he's been on. That's been kind of like dominating my YouTube algorithm over the last yeah. little while. So that's been kind of fun. And it seems like just like, YouTube is is kind of freaky in that sense. Like, how does it know that that's what I want to listen to? I haven't shown any interest in wrestling, like at all. It's not like I'm searching for anything. And then, it's, I guess it just knows how old I am, and that well, there's a chance that I like Stone Cold resonates with me. Yeah, and I, I think your device like can pick yeah. up on what you're saying too, right? Literally, so not, yeah, yeah. Which is so they're just like it's listening right about now. Something enough, yeah, right? Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. probably talking about wrestling, so you'll probably get a ton, ton of more ads, and maybe an Elden Ring ad will pop up. So that's true. Well, that seems to be the case <laughs> in any in, anyway. Like, I'm just going to see Elden Ring. Oddly enough, I said I'm buying all these games. That's the one that I did. That I didn't buy you, so okay, far. So that, what? What that's kept you away discipline. from it? I just it's just too many like i feel like, like <laughs> too many just, or is it just, just not your one cup of tea? too many no i do want to try it i really okay. do i do want to try it but for whatever reason i'm like i'll just i'll wait on this one and it's like the only one it really is like every, like triangle strategy and gran turismo 7 i just picked up and i'm I'm playing cyberpunk and horizon all at the same time and there's a kirby demo out and like there's just so much out right now and so i go i look at eldering i go I, I guess i'll save that 80 dollars for now like that's oh, ba- like man. what discipline it's like the highest no rated game me. in the past Dude. like however long <laughs> no I, don't, I like i was totally i'm not a souls guy at all mm-hmm. but i saw that and i was like okay here's my money like let's I go no i did, you're you're actually like talking me into it because i don't i don't wanna, like, i don't mean to make you part with your no, money i'm just no <laughs> i think i'm gonna be there i also just upgraded my pc as well so I, I have a capable computer and i could save some money you know that's where i really get into it where i go i can't afford not to buy it it's twenty percent off on yeah. like Green Man Gaming. Uh, like yes, yeah. yes, please. Let's you can't afford not to buy it. Yeah. Oh my, it's so stupid. I, I, I dude, I I rock that same mentality for so much too. <laughs> there's did you like, there's, uh, a, there's like a humble I, this bundle won't break right me. Now. If this breaks me, I have bigger problems, right? Like that's exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then how do you how do you maintain a diversified kind of nerd portfolio? You know, how do you yeah, make right? sure that you stay on top of everything? Do you find that it's like stressful to to stay on top of everything, or do you just kind of? You, you go with the flow and, and as long as you're doing something you enjoy, like that's, yeah. that's a good space. It wasn't so hard when I was like doing a lot of the editing stuff because like yeah. when I was editing a screen ramp because it was part of the job. So I could mm-hmm. do that for a few hours. I see every major news piece that comes in. I edit a few pieces. I, maybe I contribute a few of my own and then I can unplug. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm like seeking it out and trying to be always remain topical which can mm-hmm. spill over into your personal life sometimes and yeah that's like okay i gotta actually take a break or step away so this, like this past weekend was my birthday so i was like i just need to like get off the internet <laughs> Good and try you. to relax a bit yeah i saw that are you 31 can we i'm 31 say? now yep congratulations 31. yeah now Thank into you. your 30s you know i, I know. don't know if that's oh. different than 30 uh <laughs> how are you with that <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, yeah I feel good. like not too much hasn't changed. I yeah. was incredibly tired last night. Yeah, I was falling asleep mm-hmm. at like 8 p.m. So I was. <laughs> uh, it was a good weekend. It was a very yeah. good weekend. Yeah. 
And it's nice because I was able to actually celebrate it a bit. Oh yeah, what did you do? I went to medieval times with a few. Yes, of you did, sir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> such a blast! Like, That's and it's amazing. the same same sort of mentality as wrestling, where you know it's not real. Yep. But you just got to get matter. way too into it. <laughs> got to have a couple beers. Yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, I don't think I realized that there. It's in Toronto. There's a medieval times like in Toronto. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like right there, right next to Exhibition Place. Oh, you know, I think I did know this. And right now, Ryan Turford is yelling at me because he probably pointed it out <laughs> to me as we as we walked by when I was there for Fan Expo. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Have you been like many times before? Like that's the one thing I'm kind of glad that it's not like in my city because it's always like a vacation kind of experience for me and just kind of okay. like adds on adds on to the thing. Like, does it ever? Does it ever get old? Like, do you go often? Like, is it a birthday thing? How do you? How do you I, I, so I, I have gone for like two of my past birthdays before I love this it. one. So That's I have done it a few times, but like, I always get to the date and my birthday is mm-hmm. coming up. It's like, what do you want to do? It's like, I want to have too many beers and go to medieval times. Like, yes, you do. it's so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it, man. <laughs> I'm, congr- I'm so happy about that. That's great. I want to, I want to jump back if it's okay to like kind of the, the social scene right now. Sure. And I definitely look to, especially you guys in Canada. I honestly don't know if there's really too much else going on in, on the sort of like corporate gaming front, if that can be so cold to say it like that. But, you know, certainly I think of Walmart Canada, just like leading the way. I think Best Buy has got something pretty, pretty decent going on over there. But I also look at like Xbox. I can't help to, to look at what Xbox is doing with their social team. And I'm not sure I kind of wanted to throw it to you on, and to ask you about, like, who do you look to in terms of the, the big icons in the industry? Like, who's doing it right? Like, who do you look to as um, kind of who gets it in as as opposed to uh, like kind of not? <laughs> like, do how, how are how are people <laughs> how are big brands connecting with their audiences in a good way? Yeah, well, I think Xbox is like like creme de la creme. Like, I think yeah. they, they knock it out of the park and they're so smart and they have such a good team. Like, I have nothing but respect for like Stein. Mm-hmm. and mike robble and uh, like just those guys are just so so good at what they do yeah ma'am so is it, is it like, like a 24 hour kind of deal though like what there was a couple instances especially uh when <laughs> the series s was was leaked and it's like i kind of got this this maybe some of us did just because it's so public it's so it's the internet and i don't think that i really realized how potentially 24 7 a job like that could be and is that the case for maybe just for Xbox? Maybe it's just because they were launching something. Do you ever get a sense of you kind of need to be on and available at all times just to make sure um, you can take advantage of whoever knows what could come up at any time? Like maybe a, a leak on a certain website maybe you need to kind of address? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So I well, especially for Xbox, like a global yeah. brand like that would have yes, stuff that pops yes. up. They they would pop stuff would pop up that they have to address immediately, so definitely mm-hmm. like they're, like they're going to be tapped in all the time. Um, there are elements of what we do that could lead to something like that, or mm-hmm. or there could be something where it's like oh like uh, people you know there's a shipping delay in this a, a global shipping delay and we have to send out a message. You know we just got this down the pipe. Can you send it out, Riley? Like yeah, if there's something like that. Yeah, like like I do have to be reactionary, but they're also like, like it's not it's like the people who I, I work with are not like, you know, cracking the whip or anything like that. Like right. they're very understanding of personal like things going on and stuff like that. And I and I have altered my schedule to be on for like midnight launches and stuff like that. Right. And we restock mm-hmm. like a PS5 and stuff like that. So 
No, I like definitely like when you're tapped into that level and trying to remain topical and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Like you are, yeah, you're pretty much on all the time. That's why, and you bring up the the launch of the PS, or <laughs> I say launch, we're a year and a half in. Have you like? <laughs> Did you anticipate that we would be still talking about trying to get a console at this stage? Like still now we're a year and a half in. Like I, I still look at these tweets going out, these where everybody's just really trying to, to snag one whenever they can. And, and I, it makes me think that we're in, you know, 2020, that we're in November of 2020 and we're a yeah. year and a half out of that. It's not even close. You know, like I really, especially with like the pandemic and everything, just messing with my mind on like, where are we? What's the date? Now we have this thing of it's it feels like launch territory for a console and it's not like consoles have been out for a long time. So, yeah, it's kind of like extended how long you're in that mode for maybe uh, on the social front. Yeah. Well, yeah. The problem is like they can't make enough of them. So it's like it's like it was never something I had to like anticipate as the social guy. It's, you know, like I'm just kind of like looking what's immediately ahead of me preparing for that but i didn't realize how bad the chip shortage was yeah yeah and i didn't think yeah, you hear it stuck in it yeah yeah you know, i, I you definitely should know it, but, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. but i didn't realize how bad it was or how long it would last yeah man holy cow well man it's just it's just wild i feel like maybe even like the games are kind of hitting their stride too like yeah. i don't know if you have like a, a, a favorite kind of era of games but i feel like this is going to be one that we look back on and go like remember the winter of 2022 like, remember <laughs> february 2020 like isn't this nuts it's too many games you know like this might be it i don't know like do you have um do you have another era of gaming that you look back to is like yeah those are the days what man. was the year that i like 98 or 97 yeah dude yes, yeah like yes. that that mm-hmm. was like like people still talk about how good that year was. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, and I like kind of predicting into the future of when it's happening in the moment. You go like, are people going to look back on this moment, this this winter twenty twenty two? Kind of like you know we do with yeah nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, you know, when Goldeneye was in there, you know Half Life, Unreal on the PC side, like tons of stuff. Pokemon, you got oh you got, my like, gosh, everything coming yes. out was just yeah. like hit after hit. I think Final Fantasy seven might have been in 97. there. Ninety seven. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like, love that. that where, where were you in life at about that time? Because I'm always interested to see. <laughs> I have like this theory. You might be a little you might be off on this year by, by a couple of years. But I have this kind of theory of when you are somewhere between like 12 and 14, like that will be your favorite era of gaming. Yeah, um, I was I w- would have been. I think you'd be a little younger at that point. I would have been six or seven. Look at you. OK, so you're kind of getting into you're getting into games early at that stage then. Yeah, like for those I was years, super. For those I was super fortunate. My parents were like, like they spoiled me with that sort of stuff. Yeah, my dad got the Super Nintendo and like got Donkey Kong Country, and then from oh then on, I, I was like hooked. Yeah, man, I need another Donkey Kong game in my life. You know, I don't. Well, well there are like rumors that it's happening, so hopefully it pans out. Okay, uh, Donkey Kong confirmed. Great from. Well, <laughs> hey, I don't know anything about that. I just, I just saw the rumors going around. Of course, so no, that, we see cool. the same things. We see the same. Well, and like, what a year that would be too. You know, are we in a year where Kirby is going to get like a game of the year kind of contender? Like, it looks like Kirby and the Forgotten Lands is like. It actually looks like it's going to be good. I'm going to be playing the demo immediately after this. After okay, chat. I'm like, I got to get demo this is thing a too. lot of fun. Actually, yeah, this is going to sound absurd, but the boss fight in that demo. It, it feels like an Elden Ring boss fight. Stop. I'm dead serious. Like, like the way, like the boss has like, like, like big wind up like animations and mm-hmm. it goes through like a cycle 
and then you do different attacks and stuff like that and he'll try to counter he'll punish you if you get too greedy like it it feels like an (laughs) elden ring game i i know it's like a fisher price elden ring game yeah I'm dead serious. It's so, it's so much fun. Price, dude. That's awesome. Well, I'm wondering too, you know, when a game is so popular and has grabbed our attention like Elden Ring has for most of us, like yeah. you start to see that everywhere. You yeah, know, it's the, the boss baby of games. The type of, oh my have you seen that meme? No. Oh, it's, it's like the one guy who has seen, has only ever seen boss baby watching like the Batman. He's like, oh, I'm getting some <laughs> boss baby vibes from this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, I got how long? It's not a very long demo, I don't think. I but I just wanted I wanted to check it out. It's like three levels. Yeah, you can probably clear it in like twenty minutes. Oh my gosh, I love a good demo. That's kind of and then I end up like get a code for the full game, not a code for the full game, but you get codes unlock stuff in the full game. As if I wasn't motivated already. There you go. You got to. I mean, they might be copy and paste for everybody, but so you can probably just Google the codes. But it's worth playing and getting it. It's worth getting it. Yeah, I didn't need to hear the other part. Like, I'll I'll, 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 I'll pretend like it was just for me and this is a personalized code, even though. Yeah, Yeah, you need this. It's kind of like what Nintendo does with like your birthday. And it's like, happy birthday. Here's a code for a for 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 a picture for a background or something like that. And it's like, well, thank you. Like, this is a neat JPEG. I could save this and share it easily (laughs) on the Internet. It's the whole NFT thing. But that's a whole other maybe a whole other conversation. Um, (laughs) Is Nintendo kind of at the center for you? Is it or is it kind of are you? Are you kind of playing all things? Uh, I play. I play everything. I play a lot of Xbox. Like I got really into Halo Infinite. Yeah, Um, I've trailed off a little bit just because so many so many other games are coming up now. Yeah, yes. I feel like they've they've kind of like jumbled a bit. Like some of the you know release stuff. I I think just clarity would have been nicer. But like that, I feel like technically that game is so good. Yeah, and I, Mm -hmm. and I really I really do love it. It was my game of the year last year. Me too. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, you make this declaration, especially if you're making any sort of content and you make these declarations, this is my game of the year. And then you kind of get a couple months separated from it because it was also like I was aware that I was that maybe there was a recency impact there where I had just played it. I was really excited about it. I had been looking forward to it. So it's my game of the year. And maybe there's some sort of like weird risk there. Here we are a couple months afterwards. And yeah, like no sign of of campaign co-op and who knows what these next seasons are going to look like. It's, it's a very strange thing that's happening with, with Halo and how quickly you, the tides turn on the, the reception and the community engagement on that front as well. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I hope they get it figured out. Me too. Uh, you know, I, I really want to play more of it and I will, they have a new event dropping tomorrow and I'll definitely dive into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's an excuse to play it again. And I played a little bit of it for when fractured 10 Rye came back. So, yeah. you know, I, I hope they keep doing cool stuff and getting some of the other things out there, maybe getting some cool crossover armors and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it'd be cool to have, like, the, you know, Doom Slayer armor and stuff like that in there. Like, why not? Dude. You own you own the character now. I'm telling you, man, like, at a certain point, Xbox, I feel, I really hope that they just kind of leverage owning all of these things in a... I don't necessarily need them to have, like, a Smash thing, but just just acknowledge it. Just, like, you can do it, you know? Like, where, where can some of these properties show up and in the various yeah. games, you know. Well, I feel like I feel like they're doing the right thing or doing the clever thing by just like putting their characters in Smash. It's like here's Banjo yeah. Kazooie, you know, here's Minecraft Steve. Yeah. Doom Slayer's a me costume, Skyrim Dovakin, like mm-hmm. There you go, Vault Boy. So, yeah. Like they're all they're all in Smash, so if they can keep writing that then they don't really need to put any money into making their own, which would I mean, we saw how that went with Sony. 
Yeah. So I was very hesitant to think that might work with someone else. It's funny you say that too. Yeah, I agree. It seemed like that would be the only other time that you would see that. But you know, Nickelodeon had one, and yeah. uh, isn't Warner Brothers coming out with one, another one as well? Multiverses, like also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, so, we make we now that they're done. Now that they're done, smash and not adding anything to it. Now, now the the copycats will <laughs> will rise. Yeah, we'll kind of see yeah. how that goes. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I yeah. I just I feel like nothing quite had the hype of Smash Brothers. Like that was mm-hmm. such a, like I think Minecraft Steve broke Twitter. Seriously? Yeah, like the whole thing went down. It's, and then like Sora was trending for like months yeah. after the reveal. Like I don't know. I've never seen a marketing machine like that. And if that doesn't mm-hmm. entice people to like support the platform, yeah, I don't like I I don't know what does. What do you think? Like. You know, maybe the numbers might suggest one thing, but like now, what do they do without Smash? Like as being like Nintendo, I mean, like what do they? What do you think we can expect from Nintendo over the next couple of years, and how do they stay relevant without this? That was such a given. It was such a no-brainer. You're gonna have a direct. So, like, what the next character? Who's the next character gonna be? Who's coming to Smash? Like that's well, kind of yeah, gone right. now. I don't so know why do they, they cut it off. To be honest, yeah, like, I there agree. must be some I... reason. There must be yes. some reason. I mean, is it I, Sakurai? People think like they always talk about Sakurai as if like he's the one person working on that game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's so interesting because like mm-hmm. that whole IP is tangled up in like, like it's being made by you know Namco Bandai, and mm-hmm. then Sakurai yes. is a third party producer overseeing it all. That they've hired his company to get involved. So. Yeah, it's it's like a lot of it is like, well, how how actually like how much money are they actually sinking into it in the first place? Because none of that's cheap. And then, you know, DLC only has like a shelf life for so long. My hope or my thought is that maybe, you know, that I thought there were some like Internet issues with that game. Like it doesn't have rollback or anything like that. Like maybe it makes sense to like pull the plug on it. You know, soars the swan song like you get your good finish and then you can bring that whole experience back, maybe a deluxe port on the next console or something like that with like rollback net code mm-hmm. and really redo mm-hmm. all the online. And that's kind of, that's that. kind of required at this point. Don't you think like for, for smash, like they can't do another one without rollback. Yeah. Well, it's tough because like, I feel like rollback doesn't work on the current switch too well. Oh, I, mean, oh, f- I didn't realize that. Yeah. You see a lot of fighting games uh, that have switch ports and then it just doesn't include rollback. And the reason that Sakurai didn't try to, or you talked about roll pack for smash brothers. The reason they didn't implement it was because so many people also play it in handheld. Right. So it's like, okay, so it has to have one. Yeah. So it's kind of, it kind of doesn't really work. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe a switch successor could rectify that, but I guess we'll see in time. There's so many rumors of that too. Oh, the Switch successor, yeah, I don't yeah. even know. I, I, I'm on our other show, the Nintendo Drive. We're just not even talking about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no matter how legitimate like up. the rumors might seem, it's like no. Bloomberg reported on it. I don't care. So it was the yeah, weirdest I, thing. dude. I know. Like that's what that's and then, what and then like, it was there. the OLED or the OLED, mm-hmm. and I was like, what? Like, okay. man, I'll never. That was a moment for me. You know, we get emails all the time uh, from PR and everything like that, and that was one that I will remember forever. And it's so stupid, like remembering it for the wrong reasons because it <laughs> had been rumored for so long. And I do the dumb thing where I roll out of bed and I grab my phone and check my email, and there it is. It's like Nintendo is pleased to announce the uh, Nintendo Switch OLED version. I'm like, and I actually said aloud, they did it. Oh my gosh, it's here! And I'm scrolling through, and I must have read that email like two or three times. I'm like, I don't see anything about 4K. Like, you know, you have to remember what the what the rumors were. And it's like, it's just the screen. 
oh, okay, Nintendo, like I, I see what you're doing here, but yeah. I'm very confused. And that was a one of the more memorable like PR emails I think I got in my experience in reading it because they kind of come all the time. But here we are. We got Switch Lite. We got a regular Switch. We got an OLED edition yeah. or whatever the heck it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Great I mean, gaming conventions. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's only a matter of time, I would assume. But. I think so. I mean, it's it's kind of inevitable. You you have yeah. to have a more powerful one, but I don't know. Like, I don't think that I expected the Switch to be on its like in its core hardware configuration quite this long, and with like really no signs other than these these weird rumors. Like, there really yeah. is no official sign that they're like looking to upgrade. You yeah, know, I think or the offer only something thing, new. Yeah, I think the only thing that I like Nintendo themselves said like, "Hey, uh, we're trying to grow our user base, which is at 98 million active yeah. you know, yearly users or something, which is great. Like that's that's yeah. those are active yearly users, like individuals that aren't mm-hmm. buying second consoles and stuff like that. So that's great, but they want to grow that because they want to grow their online service and then bring it over to what I'm imagining is the pro or the six, whatever successor they have lined up. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? About like, I feel like Nintendo just doesn't really demonstrated like a, a nod to backwards compatibility lately. Yeah. And I feel like that's the one thing like, be careful what you wish for. It's like, yeah, it'd be great to have new hardware. But is it like, is it just an assumption that we're making? Because everybody else seems to be doing great work with backwards compatibility. Like, is is that a given with Nintendo? I, I don't see why it wouldn't. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen them. Maybe with maybe a good example would be like a like the D. I mean, the, the handheld really, they did a pretty decent job with it. Until yeah. they went from like Game Boy to, I guess Game or DS, really. But yeah. you could stick a yeah. Game Boy game in a, a GBA. You know, just yeah. it looks a little bit weird. It still worked though. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I think yeah, I think so because this uh, the expansion pack kind of and their online service sort of cements that they have to. I hope so. Yeah, because like but, one some of the big selling features are like, oh, you got the Animal Crossing DLC and the Mario Kart DLC and all that stuff just dissipates if. You know, like right. the, what what would carry through, like the N sixty four games. I mean, this you this know, is like all stuff all that makes sense to, to me. Yeah. yeah, like it all Nintendo, has to. Nintendo sometime will Nintendo, and we'll we'll question it later, and somehow we'll just be buying it all over again. But <laughs> yeah, the hardest know. the hardest gap that they they're facing is like the the hardware gimmicks have now boxed in their software. Yes, exactly. So it's like I don't know how you get a DS game to run on Switch without you know without. Or pro or like in a in a way that is intended to or you know mm-hmm. like it won't be true to it but I mean yeah. I'm sure they could figure it out but it's just kind of it's tough for sure. I miss the days where you could get a Super Game Boy. You know, you just have a Super Nintendo cartridge that's got a little slot and you throw a Game Boy into it. And now you got Game Boy on your TV. Like whatever yeah, happened right? to that? Yeah. Like Nintendo, yeah. they've solved this before. Let's do this, man. I would love that. <laughs> now you kind of have like those retro. What are those called? Like the retro something something. Um, Ryan Turford again screaming at me right now. There's a bunch of different like systems <laughs> that you can punch. You can actually plug in old cartridges oh, like and the, stuff like, like that. The, oh, Retron, okay. the Retron. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Stuff like yeah, that. Like, I, but I'd like it first party. You know, I don't want to use those controllers. I was really excited even with the 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 mini like the NES and the Super Nintendo minis that they had the bundled in games and it's yeah. like i just want i just want the controllers those are solid controllers i want first party <laughs> nintendo made from nintendo controllers yeah right i mean yeah. like nobody liked the kid at a sleepover that rolled up with a mad cats i know you know, like, I know. So it's just <laughs> like sad, lit up in the, yeah no <laughs> just a sad thing that, like we all we've all been there it's like here use this one I'm like oh really it's got like yeah. a turbo switch on it like 
Yeah, I don't know about yeah, what that. Is this? I don't it rumbles know. so hard, my shaking my hands raw. Like this is I not know. for me. Yeah, it's yeah, like flashing nope. lights in my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My kids have these tiny little uh, switch controllers uh, from 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 I was gonna say EB Games from GameStop, and they're actually great. Like they're they're because they're so small, you know, they can actually use use these controllers, and they you know get them on sale. So I could see for like my kids are three and five, and they ain't touching my stuff, man. <laughs> like, I don't want. <laughs> I'm just trying to get them to like, you know, get used to washing their hands before playing games. Like that's a thing yeah. in this house cuz oh god, like there's just no awareness of how sticky the hands are. So keep your hands off the controllers until they're clean. Yeah, I go to um, my, I go to my niece, my nieces and nephews place all the time and they they do that, but they've they're really good now at washing their hands and Oh, that's good. All that stuff. So nice. we actually I play a lot of games with uh with my nephew. He's big yeah. like Plants vs Zombies and stuff. Dude, what a good game. Actually such a good game. Yeah, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like it's like totally okay to play that with him. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Uh we we finally got our PS5 and uh and it's going to be primarily my my wife is is really excited to be playing it and so I I got her all set up and she's and she's looking at her game library and games to install and she's like, "Okay, yeah, Fallout 4, it's got to be there." She's a big Fallout 4 fan. And she goes, "And uh and Plants vs Zombies." And I'm like, yeah, this is what we have our new brand new, you know, PS5, all the teraflops <laughs> in the world, all the power. Got to make sure that we got Plants vs. Zombies on there. But it's a good game, man. I can't falter for it. It is, it a, lot, it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. EA did a really good job with that game, actually. Who knew? Yeah. You know, <laughs> not everything is is trash out of out of that camp. Um, I want to ask you about something I saw on your Twitter profile um, and I want to get sure. it right. I want to ask, like, what is it? What is a gaming content strategist? Sure. And how did you so, become one? <laughs> so basically, I, I mean, it's it's a word made up to sound really nice, I guess. Nice, yeah. yeah okay. No, no, There's but a, I mean, like, I guess what my role would be is, like, what we do is we would create strategies, strategies around certain content for, like, Walmart, for TCL. I will mm-hmm. do that for uh, Screen Rant would be a lot of planning and stuff like that. So when you look at, like, the content you put out, it's like, what is the strategy? What's the intent? Yeah. How do we execute that? So I guess that's what I would call it you know, a gaming content strategist is, okay. you know, like something that speaks to a gaming audience and like, how's it going to be the most successful it can? Yeah. It's funny. It, that is not what I was expecting. I kind of like made up a, an answer in my mind. And I was thinking actually on like on kind of my side of the aisle rather than working with the brands. But I think that that's really interesting. I, I thought that you were going to say something like, um, like creating like for like creating content like when i think about like podcasts and youtube and things like that but you know there's a whole other side to this that i think is really interesting interesting just talking to you that learning learning more about that because when my world is so centered around podcasts and what i do and all my friends and every what we're all doing on this side it's like well there's another entire world out there related to creating content and engaging with another with various audiences and that's kind of the space that i think that you occupy if that's fair to say yeah for sure like yeah like like i think that you would you would focus on like podcasts and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. where i would i would focus on social content and written content yeah Mm -hmm. so that's that would be my probably that's probably where i shine most yeah where do you see where do you see yourself like going in the future man like and how long how long you've been there there now and like yeah where do you kind of see things going in the next maybe five years or so geez i'm trying to think now i would have started was like just before the pandemic i would have been okay i think i've been at it for two and a half years at walmart now Mm -hmm. which has been really good yeah man yeah where i where i see myself going uh i don't know i I like what i'm doing like I, i really like my team um 
no ceo of walmart canada That's yeah okay <laughs> get on it i don't i do i'm not I like i'm it. not good enough with numbers to be doing that sort of thing i can promise you that uh but i i don't know i i think that i would just like to keep growing in the space i'm in and you know meet people and just see what happens next but like mm-hmm. right now i'm pretty content with where i'm at I like it. Yeah, it's funny. I'm thinking about CEOs and it's like we talk about the Phil Spencers of the world and the Reggie's and everybody else. And you go, just think about like the CEO of the company any of us work at. And in your case in particular, it's like just an absolutely giant company. How busy are these people? You know, (laughs) and the things that we expect them to do in the gaming world is kind of wild. And they they play the role, man. Like they, they do it. They they're out there with us. Um, but it's it's a tall order, I think, to ask a, an executive of companies and brands these these large to to be one of us too. So it's it's great that when they're when they are able to do it. But I don't know that we recognize in general like what that task is like and what what a person in a CEO kind of position like what their day to day is like. It's enormous. Yeah, right? It's a huge yeah. job. Yeah, like well, I don't know. Like I yeah, definitely, you're 100 percent right. I think that generally speaking, like different people shine well in different areas too. Yeah. Like I think yep. Stein well for Xbox is like so good at what he does. Mm-hmm. I don't think Phil Spencer could go in there and replace him. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Like I don't good think point. he'd be a good on social. I think he does well where he is. Yeah. I think they both do. Like I think that Stein is a good social guy mm-hmm. and Phil Spencer is a really good leader and a really good, not that Stein isn't a good leader, but just like really good, you know, whatever his title is now is he president of gaming at microsoft i know or, i liked head of xbox it was very easy he was to, head of xbox he yeah. was vice president of gaming now he's like mm-hmm. president or ceo of microsoft gaming or some whatever tagline he has now he's doing a great job he's, like, yeah that, i think that guy's just the best yeah i, I, I met him once to just i had met him once me too he signed uh we had a id at xbox uh, skateboard and he signed uh signed a couple of those for us back at e3 and gosh that was 2019 that was That's like the cool. last time anything's happened. Yeah. Very That's brief, cool. but you know, it's, and it was also like a, it was kind of like a meet and greet that he was doing at Fan Expo. So, so it cool. was kind of that. How did you meet him? Uh, I went to an event for Game Rant uh, in mm-hmm. San Diego. Oh, nice. And, and we went to, uh, there was like a, the, basically they took all the international media out to a, a bar the day before. Yeah. And we were hanging out there and they're like, so we have a treat for everyone. Like Phil Spencer is going to come. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. So he came over and basically what happens is like you have different media from different nations, right? So Canada, US are hanging out together and then you have like a group from Sweden and then like a group from Russia, you know, like, so like all over the place. So he like, we're all talking or whatever. And he went in and his assistant like handed him a glass of red wine and he chatted Mm -hmm. with one group. And he held held on to that glass of red wine till he finished it, like halfway through the second group. And then he didn't, I don't think he even said anything. I think he handed the glass back, assistant took it and gave him water. Yeah. And he kept talking to that group and they came over to us. He's like, yeah. So like, like, what do you think about Halo and all this stuff? And like, he was just so approachable, so kind. And, and I think genuinely loved talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I can say nothing but good things about that. I, I do have one autograph thing, though, that I got because I was like, ah, I got to I got to do it. I met Shigeru Miyamoto and I got oh, him to yeah. sign a copy of uh, Super Mario 64. I love it. Yeah. How did you meet so, him and where did that happen? Uh, that was at E3. I had a 45 minute interview with him. You had 45 minutes with Shigeru Miyamoto? It was just Holy me. Cow. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it was 45 minutes, just me and Shigeru Miyamoto. 
uh, yeah. PR head uh, at Nintendo Canada, and then Bill Trinan. Yeah. Oh man, everybody loves Bill. Like that's a what a that's got to be like up there in just like life moments that you kind of like have in your that brain. Was huge. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That was wild. Uh, mm-hmm. It was. It was just. It was so surreal to me. At one point, at near the end of the interview, I was like, "Do you ever like sit back and?" think hey like i created super mario and legend of zelda and <laughs> yeah that's Donkey a good question Kong, like all yes. these things yeah and the only thing he could the only thing he said was like i just feel lucky that we found those ideas first yeah yeah it what was like say it yeah. i was like wow like like you don't really think about it that way but like the way he's saying is like he he doesn't like I, i'm sure he feels pride about like creating those things but he's more mm. just I, I, almost like a sense of relief yeah, <laughs> I would say yeah. saying like, oh, I th- I like, thank God we did this like before anyone else did, because yes, so I was like, wow, like that's quite the mindset it is. And you know why I think like I, I, if I could extrapolate on that maybe a little bit is that yeah. those brands, they seem like they were just meant to be like Mario is yeah. meant to be here for us to like it to be in video games and even to like represent it in the way that it does like those. I, I just don't know that I can imagine gaming without mario and link and the zelda universe and everything like it was it was almost inevitable is maybe like what he's saying there is like somebody was gonna was gonna create whether it was him or somebody else because they're that important to video games you know then he just says it in a way that doesn't sound like that blowhardy but i do i think that about those brands that they're that important that they just they they are almost necessary if that makes sense yeah definitely and uh, yeah, yeah it's it was just very interesting to like hear that and because like he made made like the arcade hit like donkey kong yeah. mm-hmm. and then rolled over to consoles and was like like no problem it was like all right holy cow how did you approach that you know it's something that obviously scheduled well in advance uh yeah. or maybe not maybe it's just because of e3 the madness and everything but you you must have known about it at least five minutes before how did you how did you approach <laughs> like such a that's such a big moment that could that could probably you know, test the, the fortitude of, of lesser men, if I could say that, uh, how did you yeah. approach it? I, th- so I, I very, like, I knew about it, uh, I would say probably two or three weeks before E3. Yeah. They mm-hmm. extended the offer to me. I was like, okay, so I have to prepare for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I did. And I, I had a ton of questions lined up and I mm-hmm. remember, uh, hanging in the E3 press room and just watching the clock. Yeah. Cause I had, you know, I'd done the work, I had everything and that's, I don't usually get nervous before an interview like that, but I was right. like getting really nervous about it. If there's one I, to be nervous for, like that's kind of allowed. Yeah, right. I was, I was mm-hmm. like very, very like, oh man, like I really am. <laughs> I really hope I don't mess this up. But it, yeah. it went really well. I used all of my time, mm-hmm. so it it felt it felt good, and I I got some good stuff out of it. He, he would. But he confirmed to me that Pikmin Four was still being developed. So <laughs> <laughs> we yes. haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't Hey Pikmin in disguise or anything like that. Like it was a legit like you know actual Pikmin Four. I think yeah, right. Well, I mean, yeah. based on the verbiage he used, he called it Pikmin Four. So that's I so mean, funny. Oh I don't my know gosh. if that's real now, but it was well. at the time. <laughs> Nintendo was having just one of those years. I'm I'm so glad that you got to to meet some of these people. You know, it's a, it's such an interesting space. And if you're not in the video game kind of space at all, if it's not not kind of the center of your life, you might go like like who cares about like the head of 
of Xbox or who cares about some of these people. It's like, they're a big deal, man. Like they, they, yeah. they are responsible for a lot of our entertainment and a lot of, Definitely. in some of our cases, our, our livelihoods, you know, like this is, this is a big industry. And I, I love that there are people like that, that we can look forward to meeting and, and having those moments in our lives. I think that's a big deal, man. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's, it's cool to have like the opportunity yeah, to, as you said, to like meet them because like, mm. I don't like, I don't know, like if I've met Phil, I've met Shigeru Miyamoto, like maybe Sakurai. Yeah. I'd love to meet Sakurai. The guy made Kirby when he was 19 years old. Like mm-hmm. I would love to meet that guy. But, uh, and I, I did, <laughs> oh, I did get to ask him a question once at E3. Yeah. But that was like, it was not like an interview or anything like that, but he was like very funny and very, Where'd you like get your shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I asked him about, because uh, it was during the Smash Wii U, mm-hmm. and they like they separated Zelda and Sheik as characters. I was like, mm. why'd you do that? And was it because of the tech capabilities oh, of the 3DS? And he's like, good question. Yes, that, he's like, yes, that is why we did it. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, wonder if the, I wonder if you just gave him the answer. He's like, yeah, that was that, that, that that's why. Pretty much, I was, yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah, was it because of that? And he's like, yeah, essentially, that's that's what it that's was. That's so cool, man. I love it. Well, I hope we can kind of like, you know, get back to having live events maybe soon. Like, I don't want to jinx or anything, yeah, but like maybe, yeah. maybe things are happening. And especially, like I said, like especially where you are, it just seemed like a a way of life. You know, <laughs> like every other yeah, week, it's like there's there's something happening in in the Toronto area for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Like X 18 and those sorts of events that mm-hmm. Xbox put on the best events, I think. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta make my way over to Toronto. I was there for fan expo and it just seems like every time, you know, I turn a corner on the internet, it's another, um, another awesome person coming out of this Toronto gaming scene. <laughs> and so it's, it's a place to be, man. It really is. So I can understand like the, the need and the want for these events to come back. Cause it's a great crowd, man. Really great people that, I think represent gaming in Canada and yeah. I just, I, I've really enjoyed even just sitting down chat with you tonight for an hour or so. Like I just, this is, this has been a long time coming, I, I think, like, yeah, but I just thanks, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks. No, I really appreciate you having me. I'm always happy to talk about games and, and work and marketing and all that. It's always fun. Well, I'm happy that I'm glad that you said that because I, I don't know that everybody is quite stoked to talk about work, but I think um, <laughs> your, your, your professions, you know, at least relevant in, in, in this perspective. And yeah, it definitely walks that line of, is it something that you want to be doing and thinking about and talking about all the time? And I'm, I'm glad that you're, you seem to be a good fit for it because yeah, it kind of requires you to do that for sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And thanks nice, again. Man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was, uh, it's always fun to chat about it. Very cool. It. Well, I'll have all the links in the show notes, but do you want to let anybody know like where they can find you on the internet, where they can, where they can say hi or uh, sure, yeah. reach out to you or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at the Riley little, uh, pretty much just hang out there. And then I run, uh, Walmart Canada gaming, which is Walmart CA gaming on Twitter. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, man, thanks for your, your late evening and I won't keep you any longer than this, but I, I really appreciate you being on the show tonight, dude. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Like anytime, honestly, Sean, it's nice. Always nice to chat. Thank you to Riley for hanging out with me. This was actually a couple weeks ago at this point, uh, recorded it ahead of time. And then I was sick for a little bit, which I've gone into already. I've, I've, I've already said too much. Let's be honest. So thank you to Riley for hanging out and being open about the journey and um, and his experience. I think that was awesome, man. I've got another one coming up for you guys very soon. Court Lalonde and I recorded on Friday night 
two plus hours, man. <laughs> it's another one of these things. This is the thing I think I think I might be shifting my recording time. Usually I would do it on a Monday, which kind of limits it. And maybe this that was on purpose. Like let's let's keep the conversation to about an hour, which this one was. Um, but Friday nights, it's like I don't gotta go to work tomorrow. Let's um let's hang out and, and chit chat. That's what happened with Andros. I think that was a Saturday night couple weeks ago so some changes maybe we'll see we'll see how this goes we'll see what you guys think about it you never know what you're gonna get on we the gamer cast um but there you go make sure you guys follow the riley little on twitter as i as i line up our clip this week and uh, actually even before i do that as if we need any other reminders that every day is a gift which it is of course taylor hawkins the drummer from foo fighters passed away um this past week he was 50 so i've been listening to a lot of foo fighters um i adore this band man um love dave grohl love the whole band been listening to him for a long time seen them in in concert a ton from the some of the worst seats in the house to some of the best um just really tragic man it's really sad I'm thinking about Dave Grohl, and I've, I've seen a lot of commentary about us. Great Dave Grohl, the 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 lead singer, the the front man for the band. Um, he was also the drummer in Nirvana, so he was good friends with Kurt Cobain, now Taylor Hawkins, and of course, I guess me thinking about losses. And I, I like I said, I, I see a lot of commentary going on about Dave Grohl and what he's going to do now, and I think he's going to do what he does all the time. I think he'll take his time. He'll do some reflecting. But I think he'll be back. I don't know if Foo Fighters will be back, but I think he'll be back doing something. And I can't wait to see what he does next because I know that he's just he's got a lot of heart and a lot to share still. So I'm um, thinking about Dave Grohl. Now, this clip with Bobby, thanks to Josh Stapleton, this, this clip of Bobby, we're going to talk a little bit about this is before the Switch comes out. This is 2016, 20, early 2017. And Bobby's talking all about what's going to come out and we're talking about like a, a Super Mario 3D All-Stars way before it was ever announced. So please enjoy this. Please follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connor Capri like the pants. If you like the show, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Now, here's a clip from the early days of If We Ran Nintendo with me and Bobby Pauls. Stop, 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 stop. Slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay. <laughs> I am slowing down. You're the one throwing. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay, let's get realistic with my list, okay? All right. I'll go through with a realistic list, okay? I was kind of putting a lot of crazy stuff, I admit. I I, I probably overshot it. I got to I gotta rein you in a little bit. Here. Okay, you rein me in. All my stuff that I said day one, that stays the same. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I feel like out of the All-Stars, you're going to get Super Mario Sunshine I HD agree. remake, okay? The rest of the stuff you're not going to get. You may get it on a virtual console. Um, I think we get an announcement about Metroid. I think we get we get Luigi's Mansion 3. That's no doubt about it. We definitely get that game. I think Kid Icarus and Punch-Out doesn't come until about two, year two, year three. Um, all the indie games, that's day one. Mm-hmm. And then Galaxy 3, definite by the end of the 2017 the Mario Kart is probably year two or three. I'm torn on what the next 3D Mario is going to be, if it's going to be a Galaxy 3 or if it's going to be a 64 2. 
Like if we go back to jumping in and out of paintings. Yeah, that's 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 true. That's true. That would be kind of cool. I could see us going back to that for sure. So we're gonna wrap this up. We're done. Okay. It's over. Well, I'm I'm sad like always. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it when we're done. Well, but I'm I guess sorry. I guess that's it. We could go tomorrow if you want. It's we can over. tomorrow. So no, we need feedback from everybody. We need yeah. everybody to tell us what you guys think about this lineup. There's probably something. There's that, a lot of game. I'm sure that people are going to say you're crazy, Bobby, and and that's fine. I, I'm a, I wholeheartedly expect that. But what would you want to see? 